King's True Believers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and nerds of all ages, this is Views from the Back of the Class. My name is Jackson Brady, but you can call me JB and I'm here with my mans. What's up, N-Words? It's Josh. Josh Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) That is awful. (laughs) Why did you say that name? (laughs) <laughs> what would have been awful is if I uh, tried to do my British accent with it. That would have right. been awful. <laughs> oh, that was so bad and highly unnecessary, but we will not get into that this evening. I thought you were just talking about me taking on the Skywalker, you know, moniker, but never mind. You're actually talking about the, the movie. But I yeah, mine was mine was fine. It was cool. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> JB, how the heck are you doing, man? I am fantastically well and close to spectacular nice that's a lot of uh adjective (laughs) that's awesome that's good to hear how are you sir you know what i am doing all right i had to drive to go pick up some pizza (laughs) earlier and i was kind of like pissed off because people were driving slow like i get it like don't speed don't do anything not you know that's gonna put you at risk but like understand like the natural law of driving, right? Like if you're gonna drive right. slow, get in the slow lane. And also to just go the speed limit. Like at minimum, do the speed limit. That's all you need to do. But other than that, you know, my agitation has come down a lot. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about tonight's discussion. Before we jump into tonight's topic, there were a couple of things that I wanted to at least acknowledge, uh, even though we're not necessarily going to get into them tonight. Wait, before I say this, did you watch the last episode of? Uh... Of course. Yes. Come on. OK. I waited, until, I waited until like last week to start watching. And then it was like one more to go. And one thing I have to say, and I don't even know what you're going to bring up. But Disney not complaining about the shows, but the length of them is like crazy. Like decide what you're doing. Are you doing eight episodes, nine, six, figure out what you're doing. Disney. That's it. That's my only complaint. Um, Oh, and to figure out like the whole uh, skipping seven minutes of credits in other languages for people who do the other language dubs. Not that I don't want to shout out those actors, but anyway, just, just frustration on using the Disney app in 2021, but that's it. I'm, I'm done. JB, sorry, back to you. The thing that I wanted to bring up, and this is going to come with a big, big, big spoiler alert if you have not completely watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you have not watched that series, we're not going to get into it today, but this thing that I'm going to mention. Oh, the elephant in the room? A black man being Captain America? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm talking about. But not even so much that part of it. What I wanted to talk about was... um, They've already announced Captain America four, which was insane. Like the only time that I've I can recall recently with a movie being announced so quickly was 
um, Wonder Woman 3, like right after Wonder Woman 84, they made the announcement that 3 was getting done. And what makes this announcement interesting to me is that the uh, the, the writers from the TV show are going to be doing the movie. Right. So that kind of leads leads us to see where they're going to go with the film. That's an interesting take on this whole thing, for sure. Yeah, I like that news came out. Like, I was like, okay, cool. There's going to be a Captain America 4. And having the same writing staff as the show, or miniseries, I don't know if it's right to call it a show, I think it's going to carry on the continuity and where they're, they're going forward to. And I'm kind of interested to see how, like, what they're going to do with this universe. You know, I, would, I, I know we were talking about a lot of back and forth between the... Um, uh, the one world people, I can't think what they were, what they were going by. The Flag Smashers. Thank you, Flag Smashers. Um, which actually I think is a pretty cool name for what their purpose is. Right. But we were talking off the record about it. And I would actually like to see more of, um, explore this world more. Because, we, you know, we haven't really gotten it. Most part of it's because of uh, uh, the pandemic and, and a lack of releases and things and information in that regard. Wonder Woman didn't touch on the post-snap world much at all. You meant WandaVision, I know. Yeah, WandaVision, but I'm looking forward to Captain America 4, see how it fits in. And, you know, we know Captain America is really just cold for many Avengers. And also, uh, Invincible wrapped up. I think we can do kind of a breakdown on that at a later date as well. But you guys should definitely check it out if you haven't. I have not myself finished it, but I will. I'm in the same boat. I haven't finished it. And I guess I, I don't know why I thought this, because Amazon doesn't do it with like the boys. So I thought that they were going to like drop all the episodes at once. And I thought it had been out for a while when we started watching it. And it was like, you know, only like what, we watched like the first two episodes and like the third one. And I started to start the third one. I was like, wait, where's the rest of them? And like, and it was like, oh no, they're coming out every week. I'm like, nope, screw that. Um, it's awesome. Like as a, a series definitely different take on this on superhero mm-hmm. in some ways you know of course it's like the same tropes and stuff like that but if you have not seen invincible i highly recommend checking it out and also you know unrelated godzilla versus kong like mm-hmm. that was that was good i I would have loved to see it in theaters but definitely check it out it's like it's it was a great Escape is a movie, and it's just simply mm-hmm. what you what you want out of two like giant monsters fighting to the prehistoric death. Right. I actually think we we may revisit that in our episode today. Interesting. Okay. That's what they call it. Is a tease in this business, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so with that, we might as well just jump right into it. Josh, what are we talking about tonight? We are, you know, not to offend people, but some people might get offended. But, you know, part of a healthy discourse is, you know, disagreeing with people in a nonviolent manner and being able to like process it and use your words. You know, uh, one of the podcasts I like to listen to, they say attack the argument, not the person. I say all that to say we're going to be going in on some fandoms and things that just don't sit well with us. Not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just not for me. Yeah, I might talk about you fans a little bit, but you know I love you guys, so <laughs> don't take it personal. But you know, it's just some stuff that that ain't it, Chief. 
not for me, not for JB. So I'm super curious because we both put together a list of things. So I'm super curious to see what's on JB's list and to hear why. Also, too, to share my list because I am coming for some of you <laughs> nerds out there. <laughs> oh, well, I'll say that I'm not necessarily coming for anybody. I'm coming for you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some, some that I, I mean, you know, everything isn't for everybody. You know, some people like caviar, some people like hot dogs. It's all good. Just, you know, what's, what's your taste? Caviar or hot dogs? Yeah, I don't like hot dogs at all. So you can put it in anything and I'm not going to want it. More of a caviar, man. I get you. I mean, if I got to choose between the two. <laughs> really? That is, uh, that's okay. Yeah, this is not, this is used from the back of the class about nerd stuff, not uh, culinary cuisine. Sorry about that. Right. That said, I will start with the Harry Potter series. You're going to make like some people it, cry. I, I believe it. It just never interested me. I never, it, there was nothing about it that was particularly endearing. And it's not even, you know, that I was like aged out of it or anything like that because Potter fans come in all ages. <laughs> Honestly, I think a big part of it for me was when the first movie came out and I couldn't even tell you what the title was. But at the time I was working at a bookstore in a shopping mall. Okay. And right outside of where my bookstore was or the store that I worked at was the box office for the theater. So what would always happen is just before, you know, the movie would start, you get this influx of children who would come into the store and wreck the place because <laughs> they're looking for, you know, all the Harry Potter books and, you know, bookmarks and whatever other paraphernalia we had. And then go watch the movie. Meanwhile, I got to go clean all this up. So it just left me, <laughs> just yeah, I mean, left me with a bad taste. And I never, I never rock with the series since then. So, so I, I guess my question for you is: Is your beef with the series because you had to do your job? I don't have a problem doing my job, <laughs> sir. Because, <laughs> because that's what it sounds like. You're kind of like, oh, you know what? These uh, Nicholas Spark housewives are coming in here and they know where their stuff is at. They're pretty cool. These James Patterson people, you know, these three page chapter lovers are they're kind of OK. But these these snot nosed Harry Potter fans, they're the ones wrecking this place. Like this is a bookstore. Take that mess to Ross. Hey, man, if you just came in a store like you have some sense and some home training and you pick up a book and purchase it or pick up a book and put it back. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's knock everything off the shelves. Just well, all they probably it. were trying to like cast spells to clean stuff up, but it wasn't working. Most likely. You know, I can agree with you on this one. This is one I don't get like the people, especially and maybe you're seeing it less because of the whole issue with the author of the books, um, JK Rowling. Oh, yeah, that's true. Backlash against her. Maybe you see it less, but like for a while you used to just see people who's like, I'm a I'm a Hufflepuff or Sniggly Boo or whatever the heck they're the house. Sniggly are. Boo. Like, Grifferin or whatever i don't know i don't know the harry potter stuff and you know the tattoos and, and everything um i get it rep your stuff what you know if you like it it was never for me nah uh, i'm a little bit younger than you so like when harry potter was coming out like we were still like read books as a class you know like i remember being in like homeroom 
and I think it was called Tap for some strange reason. And that was the book that they started reading. And I can't remember, like, I remember making it like halfway through the first book that the teacher was like reading to us, even though we were like 10, maybe 10, maybe a little bit older, somewhere in that age range, like we can read, but she was reading it to us. Um, and it was like, eh, it's interesting enough, but to me, it was never like something that really drew me in. So my, my exposure to Harry Potter is like half of the first book and then like commercials. And then the guy being like, you're a wizard, Harry. Like, that's all I know. I don't know. Oh, well, the bitter beer stuff too, because of my old boss is a huge Harry Potter fan. And, uh, he had like some butterscotch beer thing that he brought in once and it was pretty good. But other than that, I agree with you a hundred percent. I don't get it. Just didn't grab me. The closest I got to doing anything with it is I did the ride at one of the theme parks <laughs> and, uh, immediately regretted it because I was sick the rest of the day. Magic world of making you uh, motion sick for the day. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I got one. This is not particularly like a specific series or anything like that. It is a uh, genre. I don't get anthology series. So I mean like your Black Mirror, yeah. Twilight Zone. Uh, and I give Twilight Zone more of a pass because it was like a... Um, was it an originator? It was like one of the first. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the series, it was something new and unique. And everything else just, to me, just feels like wannabe Twilight Zone. You have Black Mirror. You got Electric Dreams, which is on um, Amazon, Amazon. Uh, Prime. And they're, and I remember when Electric Dreams, when they were like uh, promoting that. And they're like, oh, we're going to have Janelle Renee on it. We're going to have Brian Cranston. I'm thinking it's like a series. And then it debuts. I'm like, oh, crap. It's an anthology series. Like, I don't. Just make a movie. Like, forget all these one-off episodes and things. Just make a movie. My issue with anthology series is that usually, like, nine out of ten times, you're literally just dropped into the story. No background on really what's going on. Like, there's there's some ominous enemy, and we don't know why they're the enemy, and this person's the, the good guy because they're oppressed or whatever, so we're immediately on their side. But we don't know their plight. And then, you know... It's usually like overly bleak and um, they have very like weak clues as to what's going on. And uh, it's just not for me. I'm OK with one off stories, but to me, most of them are like picking up a book, reading it from the middle to the end and then being like, that was awesome. Like, no, because I don't know the beginning. I don't know the the whole history because most of the time they're not it's not included in the episode or they just throw like a one line away to be like, these people have attacked us for thousands of years. Why? Why? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me why that's what I want. So, you know, all these black mirrors and, and not to say like all of them are bad. Um, I've seen some episodes from uh, black mirror that I thought was interesting, but it's not for me. Like when the whole world went crazy over black mirror, I was like, are we watching the same show? Because this is not good. <laughs> I, like, I don't That's like harsh. this at all. I hate it. I want my hour and five minutes back because it's, it's always some weird time. It's like 41 minutes, uh, 39 minutes and 17 seconds. Like, <laughs> make it 45 for commercial. Like, anyway. Tell them why you're mad. <laughs> I'm mad because of all these, like, half-baked stories that they're throwing out there that they think are good and profound. And they're not, like... It's not a complete story. 
very rarely is it a complete story. Very rarely. Look, tell your stories. I get it. But, you know, there's a reason why there's like a beginning, middle, and a conclusion to stories. And there's something missing in a lot of the anthology series. And a lot of them, too, are not unique enough to not feel like a Twilight Zone ripoff or a uh, even more recently like a Black Mirror ripoff. Outer Limits is one that's kind of famous from like the 90s. I never really got into too weird, too cheesy, too out there. (laughs) Exactly. And I used to get it confused with Austin City Limits, which I did not like either. So that's probably what it was. I just saw like something limits. I was like, ugh country music no way (laughs) oh no coming for you too country music fans that's not good either spoiler alert but yeah that's one of my things i just i don't get like i just don't i think i get where you're coming from as far as some of the storytelling leaving a lot to be desired but just the idea of anthology stories of themselves i dig it I enjoy the idea of these intersecting worlds and, you know, people who may not know each other, but are seeing things from a different perspective. I mean, if you think about it, the whole MCU is essentially an anthology, right? Mm -mm. Yeah, I would say that's no, because it's not when I think about an anthology series, I think about, you know, it's it's an episode format, but there's no overarching structure to tie anything together i guess it depends on which one you're talking about but not i I agree not all of them have that but you often do have the individual stories but it does have at least some thread that will tie them together something like um oh why can't i think the guest room i think that's the name of it it's about the um It's like a hotel on a beach and Michael K. Williams is in it. He's like the doorman or whatever. And it's like all the different guests, obviously, uh, stay there and they have. Oh, you're talking about the one on on HBO Max. Uh, I think it is on HBO Max now. Yeah, it was originally on like TNT or something like that. There's one on um, an HBO. It's like something room room something. Yep. And. To me, those are a little bit more tolerable than the ones um, where it's like, yeah, everyone's having like their own different adventure or not really adventure, but has their own kind of storyline. But there's like one piece that connects them all. That's a little bit different than the ones like I'll give you an example, because Electric Dream, that's one like Donna was was watching. And I was, you know, I was in the room and sat through way too many episodes for me because I was like after like the second episode i was like this is asinine like this is insane this is all like gobbledygook nonsense and this one it started out with like anna anna paquin from x-men and she's like a chicago cop who's haunted by like some event that they don't expound on where apparently a bunch of cops got killed and it might have been her fault maybe i don't know because they left it unclear and she's like vacationing in some in the past in Chicago as Terrence Howard, who's a billionaire who's like trying to avenge the death of his wife or something with crime. And he's like poorly trying to be Batman and she gets stuck in the world because she thinks that's the real world and not the one, the future where she's a police officer or whatever. And right. then it just ends. It ends with you being like, Oh, she chose wrong. 
Isn't that <laughs> unfortunate for her? How sad. Pan out credits. And it's like, what the heck was that? And then the next episode was like totally different. It wasn't my thing, so I didn't really finish it. So I don't know if there were other things in in the show that kind of like brought all the story together. But it was like all over the place. One episode was about that. One episode was about a future where humans have been extinct for thousands of years and there are androids who think that they're human. But one of them figures out and brings down like the network or something. Those are the ones that I'm not into. Now, I think like those ideas are fine. They're, they're good. But I think part of the thing for me in the story that I don't that doesn't appeal to me is that in the time that they're given, like they, they don't flesh out an interesting enough story. Like, that's why I was I was joking a little bit earlier when I'm like, if you want to make a one off, just just make a movie. But I'm also kind of serious because it's like give the right detail because your ideas are interesting. But it's like the execution and everything you're building this world that you expect me to care about, like right off the bat. And I don't because I don't know what's going on and I don't know why you're not telling me why I should care about anything that's happening. And I don't care. I often end up I don't care. You know what I mean? It's, that's the beef I have with them is that they fa- they fail to make me feel anything. But yeah, that's just kind of like my issue with them. So the ones where it like all comes together at the end or even if it doesn't all come together in like a nice little bow, there is some, you know, connectivity between the stories. That's even a little bit better because then after to me, it's more satisfying when you sit back and you're like, oh, OK, now that makes sense. OK, I get it that's better than just ending it and you're just kind of like all right i guess that was entertaining or not enough but it wasn't fair enough i will give you my next one this might be a little controversial but so is the show uh (laughs) i'm gonna go with the boys okay everybody loves them and i just it's all right (laughs) it's fine like I don't dislike it, but yeah, the hype train missed me on that one. Like I, I, I don't feel as strongly as you know several people do about this one. I guess for me, it just feels like, and I know that the you know source material was this way as well, but I think there's this need or desire for a uh, more gritty, more you know dark content in a superhero space. And I get it, and I'm not necessarily opposed to it. It just, just didn't move me. Like I'm cool. This this just gratuitous violence for its own sake, in my opinion. And that yeah, some of it is over the top, like yeah. ridiculously over the top. And it just it it doesn't do it for me personally. That's interesting that that made your uh, your list. I do like the show. I think one of some of my issues with it is that it is way too violent. But the hype train that came with it. Like there's a, a new podcast that I that I that they're advertising like oh the new the boys podcast and it's like the official podcast of the boys. To me, it's not that like it's not that prolific of a show. It, uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's not like The Wire. It's not like The Sopranos or anything like that. Where it's like this place in the not Mount Everest, Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Like TV shows. Not, it's not even that. It's, it's not, not even a, that on Amazon. <laughs> No, it's interesting. And I think if you especially if you don't have like a history in in reading comic books and the exploring, you know, superheroes who really aren't that super, 
Um, and, and by that, I mean in, in attitude and things like that. Like for most people who aren't really, you know, they're not in life. They're not in this thing, this thing of ours. Um, uh, Sopranos reference. <clears throat> they're not they're not into it to the extreme to the extent, you know, they're buying trade paperbacks or keeping up with releases and things like that. What they know of like superheroes is Superman is noble. Batman is kind of crazy, but he's also in it for the right purposes and stuff like that. So for them seeing superheroes who are like, like, yeah, I'm saving people, but really I'm only doing it for sponsorships and, you know, what's in it for me. I really could care less if, you know, this bus full of people get saved or not, but it's going to get me in the news. That's kind of new, you know, for them to see. So they're kind of like, oh, this is interesting. But if you've been reading comics over the last, you know, 25, 30 years, like it's not anything that hasn't really been addressed. No, I mean, as Booster Gold without the violence. I mean, that was his whole yeah. thing. Yeah, no, you're a thousand percent. Yeah. Who I actually I like Booster Gold a lot. But, you know, I think it's the quote, what power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that. Yep. That's the quote. You know, you're seeing that on the screen with some of these characters and you're seeing them struggle with, you know, they are good people and. Some, they're not their situations that they're in they feel kind of like trapped in dealing with it it's it's interesting but yeah i don't i don't think it's one of the things where it's like profound i think it's definitely controversial i think it's definitely gratuitous for no reason um just other than the fact that they can do it and that's kind of the things i dislike about the show but i do think it's interesting to me it's not that you know my hero academia status where it's you know, kind of like a, it's it's that cult status of where it's really going to resonate within the culture and be part of it for forever. I don't think it is. No, I think it's a moment. And once it's over, I don't know that this is going to have something that's going to like generate fans for years to come like some other properties might. Nah, yeah, I agree. I could you. be wrong. I mean, because a lot of people love it. I'm just not one of them. I get you. I mean, I was surprised to hear it, though. I was like, oh, OK. I think what it is for me. It's I'm somewhat bored with the outcry for, you know, these clearly fictional worlds to feel more real. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need that. So it doesn't appeal to me. I realize that, you know, these characters that we like and, and, you know, love so much that if you drop them in the in the world as it currently exists, that they probably would behave differently. I get that. Mm -hmm. But I also have the news and I know how the real world works. I'm cool with that. Like, let that exist as it exists. And let's have this escapism as it exists. Right. Now, I know that may come off a little bit hypocritical because there are definitely aspects of real life that come into, you know, some series or content that I do enjoy. What can I say? I make excuses where I want to. <laughs> I don't like the boys. That's just what it is. They hit different, though. That's all. Yeah. For me, the realism or tying it to reality is kind of interesting. But I, I can't remember what we were watching recently. Um, I was like, you know, it's funny in the wor this world where superheroes exist. Maybe it was Falcon of Winter Soldier. Maybe it was, but I can't remember exactly what it was. But I was like, you know, it's funny. In a world where superheroes exist, are people really even interested in them? You know what I mean? Like, are kids reading uh, comic books about superheroes, or are they kind of like interested in something else that's not super? You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like we're, we we think about that because it doesn't exist. You know, superpowers right. aren't a thing. COVID vaccine does not give you superpowers, unfortunately. 
dope. Maybe if it did, maybe more people would take it. I don't know. But we don't. So that's where that's where our interests lie and our storytelling lies. But I think in the, in, in the flip side, if you're trying to make a story that's realistic and, and tied to our reality, you know, quote unquote, I think there'd be less of an interest in superheroes and more of an interest in maybe like the thing would be like detective novel, you know, like detective genre or something like that or some other form of, of people who are classified as heroes, but not necessarily powered and that's something I, I would like to see addressed more in comic books. I know like Alan Moore, he posited it in, in Watchmen. Um, I think in that world, like people were into like pirates, which to me seems kind of weird, but I get it. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, we have caped superheroes. So that's not what I'm making books on. No, that makes sense. I mean, we don't necessarily, you know, look to like soldiers and police officers and firefighters to entertain right these are real live heroes and they get you know the respect due to them in most cases uh actually i would say they get the respect due to them in all cases but that's not something that you're gonna create this fiction around it it it, that that it's not gonna look the same way that people look at um you know comic book characters or superheroes the way that we in the real world do so if they existed in that space, then yeah, you would of course look to something different. So next on my list is the Stargate franchise. I interesting. I wrote down Stargate SG whatever because <laughs> they they have so many spinoffs. I don't remember like what's the original, what's the new one. I never saw the movie. I remember growing up and I in trying to watch like the show because it would be on like Saturdays and you know it's like Saturday like two o'clock in the afternoon there's nothing to do because you're 12 years old and and it would be on TV and I would like try to watch it and I had no freaking idea what the heck was going on and like people would pop in and you know it would cut to commercial like this person is supposed to be important and I'm like who the heck is this guy why is he here I don't know what's going on I'm gonna just turn one of the frustrating things I think and why I never got into it is just because I didn't know where to start. There was like S Stargate SG one Stargate, like Atlantis Stargate, this, you know, all these things. I wasn't sure where to start at the time. This is, you know, pre streaming, pre sharing stuff on the internet. I wasn't going to say pirating, you know, (laughs) where you can get back issues and stuff of stuff like that. It was like the time where DVD sets were were a thing, but I wasn't spending my money in it because I, it just, from what I've seen, it was never interesting enough for me to like, want to invest the time and money into trying to like get into that world i never i always thought it was like a star trek you know star wars um battlestar galactica that kind of thing like rip off and this is somebody i like babylon 5 so it's not like oh you only like mainstream stuff like no i i like babylon 5 i thought that was pretty good i don't know if it was still stand up if i watched it today but you know you know 10 year old me thought it was cool or whatever This, I just didn't get into, like, who the heck is that gold-skinned black guy? Why does he have, like, a gold-painted cookie on his forehead? <laughs> I just never could get into it. And any time I was, like, somewhere, especially, like, one of my dad's friends who is uh, definitely a, a nerd, and he'd be watching it, I'd be like, oh, my God, I got I to gotta sit through this. Like, oh, man. That's one I just, I don't get... I don't I don't even know if they if they have a show out now. I have no interest in trying to figure out where the first movie's at 
or anything like that. I just, if you guys like it, you know, as, as some people say, God love them, because I don't. Enjoy it, nerds. <laughs> More portals are to, and that's another thing I never understood. Is it portals to places in the other, in the universe? Or is it portals to like other dimensions? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> that whole series or group of series missed me. <laughs> I remember them being around, but when uh, Stargate came on, it, I knew it was either trying to change the channel or go back outside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like, okay, let me uh, let me find something else to do. Yeah. Oh, you're walking to the store? I'll go with you. I got nothing else to do. I was just there exactly. you know, 10 minutes ago, but I'll go back. I mean, they still got annihilated, so there's always a good reason to go. Right. And you know what's funny is like I don't feel like the people who are into it like I've never been to like C2E2 or Wizard World or anything like that and seen people dressed up as uh, Stargate SG-1 characters. I could be wrong because outside of like the, the gold dude, you could be dressed up as a Stargate person. I would have no idea because I, I I just don't know who the characters are really. Right. I think that that's like a, uh, and maybe it's a, a sad thing, but maybe like a shrinking crowd within you know the nerd space who are fans of the show maybe not maybe we're gonna see like a relaunch on one of these bazillion streaming platforms but if it does relaunch i won't be watching it i mean who knows because with that much time in between it it could be a completely different thing just under the same title like battlestar galactica when it came Mm -hmm. back out in the early 2000s that was different and if I'm wrong on any of these, except for the anthology series and, and my last one so far, feel free to reach out. And let me know. Like, no, check this out. I'll, you know, I'll listen to you guys. But if you guys recommend something and you're still wrong, I'm going to call you out on it. So be careful with that. Josh <laughs> is uh, unusually <laughs> aggressive this evening. Coming for the peoples. Uh, it's them slow drivers, man. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes anybody grumpy. So, although there are like a bunch of them, I actually only wrote three of them down tonight. Me too. I didn't want to piss off too many people. <laughs> My last one is not exactly a particular franchise, but more of like a, a, a genre of films with a couple of really big main attractions. And that's the monster movies, man. Really? King Kong Godzilla never appealed to me, and people have loved them forever. And it's not even like, oh, you didn't get a chance to see them. I just, it just didn't, didn't move me. Like the old Godzilla movies were funny to me Mm -hmm. because they was like ridiculously racist. (laughs) And so, and that's the reason why I said it was going to come up in the conversation today. Like, Godzilla versus King Kong, I'll watch it at some point. I think it was if it were, you know, if I was comfortable going to theaters right now, I'd prefer to see that in a theater and I would watch it just for the spectacle. But like people was mad excited when it came out. And I was just like, eh, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and watch The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> that one is, is interesting because I... I'm a Godzilla family. I grew up like we both grew up in Chicago and in and around Chicago, mm-hmm. right? So like Channel Twenty Six on the weekends, we knew what was coming on. Spinguli, 
It was either going to be some old, you know, monster movie from the 50s that we never heard of or it was going to be like Godzilla. Right. And I remember back in the day going to the video store and like renting Godzilla movies. And I remember renting like Son of Godzilla and being so pissed off because I hated his kids so much. Like it was, <laughs> it, was it was ridiculous. I, I like the series. I understand like and it's weird. So 1998 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. And um, I remember liking that as a kid. Now, not so much. Like I knew as a kid, I was like, I liked it, but I knew it wasn't like great. I thought it was like kind of cool, but I'm like, that's not Godzilla, really. But you know, Godzilla, I, I can get down with. It. And it's weird because um, Pacific Rim, I didn't, I watched it and I was like, eh, it's, it's okay. But I didn't, need, I haven't seen the sequel. I haven't seen the show on Netflix. No interest in them, in watching those because it, it, it didn't really appeal to me. So I can kind of see what you're saying, like these big monster movies. I'm not too interested or too keen in too keen on but it's something to me it's something about Godzilla and I think you know they are hokey they are especially the old well the older ones I mean it's this guy and uh I don't even know how much that suit weighed stomping on little uh Mattel you know cardboard houses with sparks and stuff and he fights this big other monster that somehow exist even though neither of them really should be and stuff so i i don't don't know it's just something about that that appealed to me in godzilla being kind of like a protector of humans but also an antagonist to them too but also like when there's someone who's bad he's like whoa whoa whoa. like only i can slap them around you can't do it i can you can't get the heck out of here i'm going to destroy you but like kong versus godzilla that goes back to like the old movies you know where right some people believe Kong defeated Godzilla because Kong was the only one they saw, you know, leaving and everything like that. So I get it. These ones, even though they're they're American produced, feel better than the one from like 1998. But it's also like an interesting thing. And not just with like Godzilla, but also too, like if you're into like anime and uh, manga and stuff like that, their history and how it's reflective in their work and how they view things. You know, in, in the United States, we have a tendency to look at as something that's radioactive and being like, oh, yes, we know it's a bad thing, but we're going to make exposure to it something cool and it's going to give you a power like Bruce Banner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in Japan, they have actually lived through nuclear proliferation. There are still people alive who were, you know, obviously younger when Japan was bombed during World War Two, so that's played out, I think, into their in their art, and they have a different way of looking at it. You know, radioactive monsters wreaking havoc on humans and things. And I don't want to get on like a soapbox and you know argue like why is it important that we have these stories, but I think it's just interesting, you know, their perspective and how they look at it um, versus how we're looking at it. As it's like, yes, it's entertainment, but it's also like a story of what could go wrong, you know, because of man's actions, specifically those of the United States. Like that's <laughs> that's the thing that I think we we're overlooking because I and maybe I, I'm reading too much into it, but that's what it kind of felt like to me. And that, and that certainly wasn't the reason why I didn't, you know, it didn't rock with me. It just didn't grab my interest. No, no but I what get I you. did find interesting was that part of it. I'm like, yo, this is just basically a big old finger wag at the U.S. Like this is what you have created or 
you know, potentially will have created through your actions. Yeah. And maybe that wasn't the intent. I don't know. But I can't imagine that, you know, in the in the 40s and 50s when I think this was like early 50s when Godzilla first came on the scene. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine that the U.S. and Japan were on friendly terms at this point. Not yet. Yeah. It's it's interesting. And I'm sure there's like people who are way smarter than us and, and anthropologists and sociologists who could really dive into it. But even like that genre, because, you know, I, I well, let me ask you this. Are you like into Jurassic Park? Yeah, I like Jurassic Park. OK, so it's kind of like just the, the monster thing, which I get like I'm not a huge I'm not really into movies and stuff where it's like, oh, these aliens come to, to Earth and they destroy everything. And it's, you know, humans against against these aliens and invaders. Eh, I'll, sometimes I'll watch them. Other times I'm kind of like, uh, not really for me. I get it. Horror movies, not for me. And I kind of sit back and question, like, why are people into some of this stuff? Like, it's like, oh, you can predict what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen um, without even having seen it because you know how how these things play out. Like, why is that entertaining? But I don't know. It's just something you like the monster movies, like, you know, the like Dracula and Wolfman and all those other old timey movies from back in the day. And people loved them. And I, I wonder, is that because at that point in time, like that's kind of like all they had that was different? You know, that wasn't a, a romance. That wasn't a, a mystery. There wasn't a drama. Oh, we have yeah. these monsters. And that's kind of like was ingrained. And that's why people like them, because their parents liked them and they saw their parents watching them and things like kind of like now. I, I wonder sometimes like how many kids would truly be into like Ninja Turtles if their parents weren't into them. And I know they keep reincarnating it with like Nickelodeon crap like that. So, but just out off the bat, if you put a kid down and he can watch any show, is he going to pick Ninja Turtles or is that something that's going to be, um, he's picking because he has exposure to it already through his, through another generation. So I mean, I wonder, with, with anything, th- right? Like we, we are influenced by the people around us and that's how you kind of right. get into or miss certain things. I think, in this case, that's probably what it was for me. Nobody that was around me was watching Godzilla movies. So when I discovered them on my own, it wasn't I didn't have any attachment to it to make me want to, you know, watch this to like bond with my father or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't that it was just me watching. it. I'm like, all right, this doesn't interest me. Yeah. And I and that's the opposite for me. Like, even though like my dad wasn't into Godzilla, like he watched them, like he grew up watching them and stuff. And he, you know, if they were on TV or whatever, if I was renting it, he had no issue with me renting it and we watch it together. But like, I remember, you know, Saturdays or something, you have, you know, friends at the house and they're spending the night. And like I said, Channel 26, it was, you know, Godzilla's on. And, you know, we're watching that or we're watching a movie. But I remember having a good time sharing that with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why it like hits different. I wasn't like, going crazy for Kong versus uh, Godzilla or anything like that when it was coming out. I'm like, yeah, I want to see it. I will say that I am uh, what Warner has done with this series is what I wish DC had done, you know, and building up to it through a couple right. of movies. Right. And how they um, interlinked the galaxy and everything like that. I thought that that was done well, which is took, another. It, it took some time, right? It, it did. It but, took a I think this is like the fourth. The fourth one, yeah. Because what was it? Kong, Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island, right. And then um, Godzilla. 
and then Godzilla King of Monsters. King of Monsters. Monsters. Yeah. I like what they did. And I like how they did at the end of the movie with the end credit scene. And they're like, hey, so we've been exploring this for a while. I don't know. I think there's just supposed to be kind of like, you know, your dumb summer movie that's right. good enough that it respects like the people watching it, but not like profound enough where it's like, this deserves an award. Nah, I think a movie like this should just be like all action, right? Because you're there yeah, to see Godzilla and Kong. I, I don't need, I, like the humans are an afterthought or they should be. Yeah, that's kind of why. And that's what I appreciate about this one too, especially with like Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler and um, the dude from uh, Atlanta. Like, it's like, why are they even in this movie? You can cut them out of this movie and and for the most part, you know, you, you don't miss a beat. And I, that's what I was kind of worried in the uh, Godzilla King of Monsters when Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown's in there. And I'm like, are they going to try to go the route that 1998 Godzilla did and try to say like Godzilla and Matthew Broderick had like some sort of you know kindred connection because that's what they did in, in in the cartoon but I'm glad like they totally did away with that so my final one and this is one I am super passionate about nerds and you guys will have your opinions but it's not going to change mine because this is something I have been dealing with for a while and I don't get it at all and this is Doctor Who I don't get it. Some problems. Oh, for sure. Because like I mentioned this to Donna, and she like read through my list, and she was like, "What are you doing?" And she tried to like counter every one of my arguments and stuff. I'm like, "That's cool and all, but it's hey, (laughs) it's still nonsense. Like the whole (laughs) the whole series is time travel nonsense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Almost like." time travel and in game doesn't make sense when Capri appears like you just said that's not how time travel work yet this old dude is here anyway that's another another rant for another episode <laughs> but yeah like every episode of Doctor Who is like a world ending event and our hero the doctor as he's you know called by everyone who appears to know who this alien is he's always like stymied and helpless and he only ever comes up with um, a solution that's overly complex and illogical. And that plan is always like nonsense at the last minute. And it's like, you know, for 40 minutes, there's been doom and gloom and helpless. And it's like, how's a doctor going to get out of it out of it this week? And then there's like three minutes of exposition on how he had planted some scene. He had done something in earlier in the episode that he knew would pay off at this point in time, even though. How many countless people have died in the meantime and everything? I'm just like, this is ridiculous. This is nonsense. <laughs> it's nonsense. The show has, like I, like I mentioned before, the show has so many people who die, like unnecessarily. And then, like I said again, everyone knows who the doctor is. And they're not like, hey, this douchebag is the reason why, you know, we don't have that town anymore because, you know, some aliens came looking for him and killed everyone there. Everyone's just like enamored with this this dude. Everyone like loves it, or it's a woman now. Everyone just loves the doctor, from the Queen of England to random people in the government who know who the doctor is, to you know like townspeople and stuff. Like, give me a break. He sucks. His like his companions. Why do they? Why do they travel with him? I don't understand it. Donna is a huge Doctor Who fan. I don't know what you guys call call yourself like Whovites who villains, who fans, whatever. 
but she's a huge fan of Doctor Who, and she's like rewatching it on, on HBO Max. And uh, sometimes I'll be around for an episode, and I'm just kind of like, he'll pop up on one of his companions, and he'll be like, how mu- like how much time has passed? And I'm like, it's been years. Why have you been waiting for this? D-? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why have you been waiting for this dude for like a year? Get on with your life. <laughs> I just don't understand it. And I understand it's fantasy. It's, you know, you're suspending your disbelief and everything. But, like, nothing ever means anything in this series because of time travel. And the things that piss me off about this show is, which some fans love, and and this is just an example of one, is, like, they have these Christmas episodes. Um, They're, like, hour-long, you know, mini-movies or something like that. And in one of these episodes, like this alien, for some reason, loves Christmas. So he pops up in a point in time that's like Christmas Eve. And it's in the future and present day. But for him, it's kind of like the past. And a whole bunch of crap goes wrong. A bunch of people die. And it's like, how, how did you not know that this day, at this point in time, this bad stuff was going to happen? And you still choose not to help out or try to prevent this disaster from happening because you don't want to affect anything but yet you chose to go back at this point in time why like those are the things that i just don't understand and they'll, they'll they'll like the writers would be like he doesn't want to affect anything he doesn't he's he's an observer and, and uh, no he's not because he's saving the world from problems that he's bringing on i can go on and on about like doctor who like the villains oh my god the Daleks suck. They are not scary. They're not threatening. <laughs> People act like they're Thanos. Like, like when the Daleks come, like, oh my god, it's the Daleks. They they're horrible. They're garbage cans with guns. Like that's it. <laughs> it there's nothing scary about them. There's nothing threatening about them. I've mentioned it before in the show. The Weeping Angels are a lot more scary or more terrifying villains than the Daleks are at least recognize it be like oh okay well the dogs aren't really scary but you know at least they're threatening because of this i can buy that but all Mm -hmm. these actors hamming it up pretending like these things are like like i like i said thanos level villains they're not like come on i have an issue too with the show because like i said they have a um, excessive use of like unnecessary deaths on the show Mm -hmm. like they'll introduce characters and this happens you know um, because you don't want to kill off main characters and everything like that. I, I understand that. But it's like they're killing off people to try to like drop out something from you. And it's kind of like this was this was all pointless. You know why it's pointless? Because he could have just gone back in time like five minutes and prevented this from happening. Because even again, going back to the argument, like he doesn't want to interfere with stuff. Even by being there, he's interfering with the timeline. So at least you can do is keep people from dying. Especially like stupid sacrificial deaths that don't really mean anything at the end because you had already figured out the solution five minutes into the episode. <laughs> this is one I don't get. I used to, I used, I did used to watch Doctor Who. Like when I was younger, I remember the old um, like black and white episodes and then like the technique color, probably technically, isn't it? But it's like this new series is just like, it's just just worse and worse and it's all like it's all gobbledygook and nonsense and at the end of the day like nothing matters because of time travel so it seems to me that your your main issue with the whole series 
Because you, you've mentioned that on a couple of occasions is the time travel portion of it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of time travel in general because you often cause more like issues than you resolve with them or more questions. And with something like this and something this like uh, long lasting, it's not really addressed consistently. You know, like like uh, I, I love the movie Star Trek First, First Contact that deals with time travel. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of resolved in there, and then in, in you know Star Trek Voyager is kind of like, well, how in the, how did the Borg still exist in Star Trek Voyager when in Star Trek First Contact, which came out before Voyager, they eliminate the Borg and stuff. So it's not really just that; it's like the writing, you know, it's like campy but tries to take itself super serious, but it's but it's not because it's it's just ridiculous. It's you know things happening and you know you're jumping back and forth between you know going back in time to the 1940s and occurring and and really if how time travel depending on how time travel works in this universe in which case it doesn't because you can just do whatever and it doesn't affect anything but is, is time travel linear so if you go in the past and you change what happened yesterday will that affect what happens today or will you go in the past and you change what happened yesterday and that creates a, another parallel timeline that runs concurrently to, to the, what's already happened? And they don't, they kind of like ignore it all together, but not in a way where it's like, it's a satisfying way to, to an answer. It's kind of, you know, it's like, oh, they didn't address it, but I don't care because I'm having a good time. It's like, no, it's not, I'm not having a good time. And it doesn't make sense if the last episode you met Agatha Christie and, you know, you introduced her to a laptop computer and then you go 50 years in the future and that has not affected the timeline at all you know what i mean like just stuff like that it's like it doesn't make any sense as as much as you can make sense out of time travel because we don't know how it works because it doesn't exist but this just doesn't make sense and i'm just it makes my eyes glaze over and also makes me angry with rage because i don't (laughs) I don't get it. I don't understand it. What am I missing? Like Donna has tried to talk to me and I've tried to, you know, I've, I've literally legit tried to listen to the arguments and try to understand where she's coming from. And at the end of it, I'm like, it's still nonsense. Like if you, and I'm not talk, just talking about talking to her, but if you like it, fine, like it. That's cool. Dress up as the doctor. I think the regeneration and everything like that i think it has cool aspects to it but i think it's executed so poorly that it's just it's not even fantastic um in the sense that it's so bad it's good it's just bad and time lords come on like he talks about this race like they were just like the ultimate slayers and just like like they were thanos right but they're not so <laughs> like who they were not they're again not threatening who cares who cares who the doctor is? I don't. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, my doctor who rant. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a very serious one, I might add. Yeah, I, I don't get it, man. But I've said that like 30 times. And like I said, if I'm wrong, let me know or, or explain it to me. Help me understand because I don't get it. I'm sure when Donna hears this, she she will have some more to say to you about it. Oh, for sure. Because she was like looking through my list and she was like laughing. And then at the same time, she's like, well, no, it's because of this and that and everything. 
And I was like, yeah, that's still not, that still doesn't make it better. Like it's, I think in some cases like lazy writing. I don't think we're missing anything in translation and it's so popular and I just don't get it. I don't. I, I really wish this dude would show up and be like, come travel with me. And we're going to go across time and space. And I'll be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, what? <laughs> right. Like, how how old are you? How many companions have you had? Well, what happened to them? Oh, uh, one is one is dead. One's stuck in time. Like, nah, man, you like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm OK. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stay here. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if I leave with you, will you drop me back off at this exact point in time so I don't miss anything in my life? Oh, you won't? No. <laughs> it's like, nah, I'd rather not pass. <laughs> That is funny. Well, there you have it, peoples. Some controversy here, I'm sure. Get at me, who fans. That's why these conversations are fun. We're not going to agree on all of them, for sure. But we definitely want to hear from you guys, as always. Um, Let us know what, what you think. And is there something that maybe we missed? Maybe there was something that we should have discussed or is... You know, something you want to put us on to or whatever you guys have to say. We always love to hear from you. And Josh, for the people that are new around here, how can they get in touch with us? Uh, You can find us on Instagram at views from the back of the class underscore pod. You can find us on on Twitter at the other N word. You can email us at viewspod at gmail.com, or you can call or text us at 312-521-0527. Also, too, I haven't done it too much this year, but I do have some homework for you guys, so it's pretty easy. If you have Netflix, if you have a friend's Netflix or whatever, I don't care how you watch it. You do you, like I said, with with the fandoms, you do you. But check out Keepo and the Age of the Wonder Beast. It's a pretty mm. fun show on Netflix. All three seasons are available. It's a car- it's animated, 30-minute episodes of that, probably like 22 minutes apiece. But it's pretty fun, pretty good, uh, entertaining. Check out Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast. That's my recommendation. So the homework I have for you all, go to godhoodcomics.com. It's an indie publisher. They got some good stuff. And really interesting characters, uh, original storytelling, they are definitely doing big things, so I would recommend, you know, if you're looking for something something new, something different, uh, something interesting, check them mm-hmm. out. Godhood Comics. I recommend Sharpshooter and Antagonist. Both of those are, are pretty, pretty dope titles. And on that note, class dismissed.